welcome to The Well Podcast. We hope that this message will help you grow in your faith and give you practical ways to strengthen your relationships. To find out more, visit thewell.ca. And today I will be reading from Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17 to 23. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is evoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. This is the word of the Lord. Um, now what about this one? Sharing food together, actually with family and friends, eating out of the same plates and same kinds of food, drinking together and having a good time, just chatting and catching up. Um, can you actually, you know, smell the, the, the food, the delicious food, right? And, and all, all the good stuff. And, uh, why am I showing you these, these images? These it feels like distant memory. It feels like, oh man, it's so long ago since we were able to do this, right? It's like, but it's only like three months, but it's long enough. One more. Hugs and just light physical touches, you know, a pat on the back, right? Like encouragements. Uh, we, we miss those. We definitely miss those. Um, how about this one? Do you guys recognize this one? For those, uh, for those of you watching online and have never been to the wealth at a physical location, you probably don't recognize this, but this is our Sunday service where we worship together. And uh, you know what? I came in to the well at the beginning or uh, at the beginning of the lockdown, and I know that I haven't met a lot of you, like face to face. I have the privilege to meet maybe a couple dozen of you, and which is great. But I, I, there are still many, many more. So I do look forward to that day where we can all just come back to worship. And um, yeah, so what this was actually, you know, kind of I'm part of this group of people that look forward to fun things and, you know, hanging out with friends like that. But there are also there's also another group. And I'm also part of that group, too, which, you know, when we look at our Google calendar, we love to plan things out, like where to travel uh, where to go and where to have fun with our families. Or you might have like a, a, a planner that you write on, um, that you plan your day. Maybe you want to look uh, like what, what's going on for the day or the week or even uh, the month or maybe the quarter or maybe even the year. But right now, uh, visibility is very low. We can't really see a lot of things uh, in the future, what's going to happen and all of that. And so... Um, 
If you are watching with uh, someone, or family, or friends, um, just tur- pause right now and turn around and just share. What do you miss the most about what you were able to do prior to the pandemic? I'm just going to give you some time and just turn around and just share. So I'm going to bring you back. Um, I don't know how you feel when you were sharing about all of those things that you miss, okay? Maybe you feel excited as we reopen because you're looking forward to doing those things, right? That's, that's great. But I kind of feel kind of depressed or maybe even a little bit discouraged because I really do miss the people. I really do miss the times and the things that I was able to do. Like on a more personal note, um, I have two kids, uh, Sinead, who is 13, she, will, she just graduated uh, grade 8, and uh, not complaining, but her graduation ceremony was a 20-minute YouTube video. <laughs> it, was, it was good. I mean, the principal, the teachers all got together, and uh, they, you know, they congratulated the students. It's all good. Um, but and then we, we try to look ahead with her uh, to grade 9 uh, when she enters into a different school, into high school, and I know there are uh, those of us who, uh, those of you who actually are graduating or have graduated, are looking into going into high school, and um, you know, I, I have, I've been to high school, and I, I have my experience to, sh- to, to share with my, my daughter, um, but I know that right now there isn't a whole lot to anticipate because we don't even know how many days uh, she'll be going to school at, at the physical location, how many days will be online. And uh, even when I talk to her, she is excited about it, but she doesn't know how it's going to pan out. So as a dad, that's incredibly hard. And this is, a kind of, this is the kind of world that we live in right now. We can't really see into the future. We can't, and we have lost a lot of experiences that we really, really love. And uh, in times like this, we often feel very, very helpless, uh, without hope. We feel lonely and disconnected. And... Um, I've heard a friend who described it like this. It feels like there is a fog around us. It's foggy, and you can't really see. Have you ever uh, walked in the morning where there's fog around you? You can't really see. It's just like you can see only meters in front of you, and uh, you have to kind of walk along to see more, right? And, and, And even describing kind of our minds and our hearts, it's like all foggy, and uh, that is, that is the feeling that we, that we feel, and um, usually, when we, when we are in this space, what we do is we usually find some ways to cope. Now, I call them kind of unhelpful ways to cope. And just, just bear with me, right? Some of us actually will deny the whole thing. You know, there's nothing different. You know, nothing has happened or the coronavirus isn't really that damaging or mask isn't really necessary. I actually know a friend who says, you know, mask is not necessary, right? Uh, flat out denial, right? Or, uh, we idolize the past. You know, what, what I mean by that is we kind of idealize what we used to have, right? We make it the ultimate thing that we always want to go back to, you know, all, you know, the, 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 the eating, the, the sharing, and all the traveling, and all of that. Um, and, or uh, we worry. We worry about the future, and we think about whether we're going to be able to keep our jobs, whether our kids will be able to do well in school, uh, whether this whole thing will affect our health. And so we overthink the whole thing. And these are unhelpful ways of coping with the situation, with this uncertainty, with this fogginess, if you will. 
So the question really is, is there a way to see beyond the fog? Is there, is there a way to go beyond all of that? Now, the passage that we're reading this morning is actually a letter, a letter that someone called Paul, and he, 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 he's actually someone who knows two languages, and at that time, he knows how to write, and which is he's very knowledgeable, and he helped develop and plant uh, many, many churches, and one of them was in the city of Ephesus. And so the, the book, the letter that he wrote to the church of Ephesus is called Ephesians. And we're going to talk about the passage from there. And basically, is his encouragement. So think about you calling your friend, emailing your friend, just encouraging them. Back in the day, remember, you know, they, they write letters. And, um, and Paul knows this church, and in this church, the beginning of it, he talks about all kinds of spiritual blessings that God has for this church. And then uh, shortly after that, he talks about how the church is being made alive in Jesus, that, that uh, the church is being raised to life in Jesus. And in the middle of these two things, this is the passage that we're reading today. And um, he said this, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. And I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. Now, what does this have to do with all kinds of fogginess? So Paul, just bear with me. Paul here is doing something here. He is praying. He keeps asking God. When we ask God, we're praying. And also, he flat out just says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. Now, let's connect that together. What is he praying for? He's praying for the church, for God to actually give the church the spirit of wisdom and revelation. You know how when you need wisdom to discern, to make decisions, and you need revelation, things that you don't know. Revelation means that a revealing of things that you wouldn't know otherwise uh, he's praying for that. I don't know how many of you would love to have wisdom and revelation at this point, in this point of COVID and lockdown, even if we're reopening. I, I would love wisdom and revelation for sure. And he's also praying for this second thing, that eyes, the eyes of your heart, the hearts of the church, people who seek after God may be enlightened. The word enlightened here is really to light up, to illuminate, and you, all of a sudden, you see clearly. You see very clearly. So we were connecting praying for revelation and wisdom, praying for the eyes of the heart to be enlightened, which is to say learning to pray is learning to see. Learning to pray is learning to see. Now, what does that have to do with seeing beyond all of this fogginess? Bear with me as we look at uh, what Paul is saying here. Paul is saying that the eyes of your heart be enlightened. What does it mean by that? What does it mean by your, your heart be enlightened? The word heart is cardia in Greek. And what it means is that it's the core of you. It's the center of you. And especially not just the physical aspect of you, but the spiritual aspect of you as well. And it is sort of the home, the seat of all of your thoughts, your drive, your motivation, your passion. All of that energy sits in your heart, 
tachycardia, that word. So to see with the eyes of your heart, it means that it comes from that real place, your true self, that genuine place. And have you ever, um, have you ever talked to someone, and when you talk to them, they're like, like pulling out the phone and just looking at it, right? And kind of just nodding or, or simply just repeating whatever you say. You know that they're not listening with their heart. They're not paying attention, if you will, right? Uh, whereas if you've ever sat across a friend who is just looking at you, paying attention to every word that you're saying intention, intentionally, and you know that uh, that friend is actually listening from his or her heart. And that is the, the eyes of the heart. When we pray with the eyes of our heart, we can actually see more of what God is saying. We can actually listen into what, what, what God is talking about. And I know that a lot of us, especially men, will find it very hard when we talk about the heart. Um, because we usually talk about facts, we usually talk about stats, we talk about the games, and it's hard to get to the heart. And, uh, you know, which reminds me of this story of Nasruddin. Nasruddin is a Middle Eastern a folklore hero. So one night, Nasruddin was approaching his home, and he found out that he lost his keys uh, to the home. But it was so dark out there, he, he, he had to find it. It's so hard to find. So he got on his hands and knees and tried to find it. He couldn't find it because it was too dark. But he, he sensed that there was light coming from, like, from behind him. Turns out it was a, a, a street lamp. So he just sort of backtracked. And eventually, he was under the street, street lamp. And he kept on finding the keys to his home. Neighbor sees him, went up to him and said, what are you doing? Nazarene said, I'm tr trying to find my key. And so, good neighbor, he says, let me help you find it. So they were, both of them were on their knees and on their hands. And after a while, they couldn't find it. The neighbor turns to Nazruddin and asks him, did you actually lose it here? And Nazruddin said, no, I actually didn't lose it here. I think it's actually closer to the home where it's dark. And the neighbor asked him, then why are you looking here? And Nazruddin said, it's because I can see clear." here. This is the only place that I can see. And what happens is this. Sometimes we always run back to what we are familiar with. All of the experiences that we have had, uh, we are familiar with it, so we always run back to it. We, we idealize it, right? And, 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 and uh, it's hard for us to go to places that is hidden or mysterious or kind of unknown, like the heart, like the heart. Um, but when we do, we'll be able to see what is unseen. Uh, Corrie ten Boom uh, has this to say. And Corrie ten Boom is someone who actually, uh, during the World War, hid Jewish um, friends who came to her uh, because they were the Jewish friends were running from uh, Nazi Germany. And... She hid them behind the walls <laughs> of her home. She, uh, and, and in times of uncertainty, you know, she has something to say about that. She says, when a train goes through a tunnel and it gets dark, you don't throw away the ticket and jump off. You sit still and you trust the engineer. And it is dark. And this is a dark time that we're living in. 
uh, the COVID-19 and all of that. We know that we cannot see far, uh, but we don't, we don't throw up our arms. We don't throw out the ticket. We don't jump off, but we trust. We trust. And as we pray and ask God for the eyes of our hearts to be open and enlightened, we'll be able to see what the naked eye cannot see. We'll be able to see what only the heart can see, that we'll be able to trust God. You see, when we only see with our naked eyes, we're going to worry about people losing jobs, us losing jobs. We're going to worry about our kids. We're going to worry about our health. But when we see with our eyes, we're able to trust. When we know that there is a God who loves us, we can begin to trust. We can begin to trust. So that's what it means to, um, to pray, to be seeing with uh, eyes enlightened, eyes of our hearts. That's what it means. Now, um, when speaking about prayers, I know that uh, many of us would, would, would start to think, uh, what, is, what is prayer? Um, especially those of you who have been in the faith for a while. Uh, prayer often is kind of like, oh, there's this guy or girl gets into this long monologue, and in this monologue, there's like a lot of big and beautiful words, and which is great. I mean, I love those prayers too, and I especially love listening to those beautiful long prayers. But for those of you who aren't as articulate or couldn't find the big words, sometimes we feel intimidated. Right? That's one kind of prayer when we think about prayer. Well, the other kind of prayers that we think about is there's like a long list of stuff that we take to God. God, help me you know, pass the test. Help me with this, this thing and that thing. Help me with my family. It's all good, though. This is all good because it's, it's petition. It's coming before God with our needs, right? Um, but Paul wasn't talking about this kind of prayer either. Or sometimes there's a kind of prayer that is sort of out of, out of duty, Oh, it's uh, mealtime again. Let me, let me give thanks. It's not from the heart. Sometimes it's just routine, right? Let me just give thanks. Or we did something wrong, and it's like, oh, uh, I think I should, you know, go to God and ask for forgiveness, right? It's not from the heart sometimes, right? Asking for forgiveness is good, actually, um, but when it's not from the heart. But Paul is not talking about these kinds of prayer. Paul is talking about uh, praying and coming before God. And this is actually the next point. The, what is the point of the prayer, the kinds of prayer that Paul is talking about? And uh, let's go back to this scripture here. And let me just read this to you again. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. So that you may know him better. Now I highlight it, spirit of and know him better. Now the purpose of this kind of prayer of the eyes open, praying from the eyes of your heart so that you can trust God and see the unseen, is so that you can actually trust God and know God better, to know Him. The word know here is the Greek word uh, oida, and it's to, to perceive, to truly see, to not just know about, but know intimately. Um, and it's, it's, it's beautiful because... Uh, uh, I remember when I first, uh, you, you, you know, like when you first meet, a, meet, meet someone that you, you're in love with, right, uh, you tend to find out a lot of things about that person. I'm talking about my wife, actually, yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we you know, know about, you know, the class that she goes to, the kinds of music that she likes and all of that. But eventually you go beyond just the head knowledge to intimate knowledge of, 
what is her story like? What are some of the obstacles and hopes and dreams that she has? Now, maybe I should stay off this example, right? Because, you know, uh, it's too much details, right? But you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Uh, to know God better is the purpose of the kinds of prayer. And you notice that the wisdom and revelation, it's not just head knowledge that we're asking for, especially during this time that is just uncertain and foggy. It actually comes from the Spirit. And the Spirit is capital S, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It's talking about the Holy Spirit. The person of the Holy Spirit is actually God Himself. It's not just, you know, in the Spirit of, right? But it's actually a God who has a personality, a God who is love, a God who is merciful, a God who is just. And so without the Spirit of God, we cannot get wisdom and revelation. So it, it means to get into this relationship with God. It's about the relationship of knowing Him better. Now, when you think about it, trusting in God, being in a relationship with God in this situation is really just giving your life to Him. It's not really about seeing the future or predicting the future. It's about knowing Him better because He's the God who loves you. Recently, um, my, my son, because of the lockdown and not going to school, uh, well, school's out, uh, he has been picking up a lot of uh, video games. And I, I actually didn't, you know, ask him for permission for sharing this, but I'm going to share it anyway. Uh, so he picked up this game called Minecraft, for those of you who actually played Minecraft. So if you don't know, imagine this digital world where there's, it's like Lego blocks, right? Like there's oceans and fields and plains. You can build anything you want there. So... But uh, at first, he was just playing by himself. And then later on, he, he asked me, he says, Dad, can you play with me? Can you play with me? And in my mind, I was like, yeah, I tried it like a couple years ago by myself, and I couldn't figure out what's going on. So I didn't want to play, right? Um, but eventually, I, I gave in. I started playing with him. <laughs> and uh, he would be so uh, happy that I'm actually spending time with him. You know, he would be talking about all these things that he wants to build with me and stuff like that. And even after the game, he would talk to me more. <laughs> he would come and sit by my, my side more and all of that. And I, I think that's what knowing is about, knowing God. It's not just about um, the head knowledge, but you spend time together. And that's what prayer is. That's what the whole point of this prayer is, is to actually spend time with God. So let me just pause for a minute and ask you, how are you doing in terms of this? For the, especially for those of us who are followers of Jesus, uh, how are you in terms of spending time with God? Sometimes this is like a cringy question, right? Like how, like, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. Right? You know that if you want to see the unseen, if you want to learn to trust in God so that you don't just see with the naked eyes, but you're seeing with the eyes of the heart, and you want to trust Him, and you want to need Him and know Him, then we ought to spend time with Him. We ought to spend time with Him and just flat out ask God to give you uh, eyes of the heart to enlighten them so that you can actually see Him. So finally, um, what do you see? What do you see when you have the eyes of the heart what exactly do you see? 
And uh, if you have your Bibles with you, whether um, you can just look at verse 19, verse 18, verse 19. I'm just going to read this. You have to bear with me. I didn't put it because it was just too many words. Bear with me. Paul says, um, he's praying for the church so that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know three things. The hope of which he has called you. So hope, that's one thing. The second thing is the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. That's the second thing. That in his people there is great riches and glorious inheritance, right? That's the second thing. The third thing, this is the long one. That his great power, God's great power for us who believe, that power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when God raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms. So what, is, what are we talking about here? When we pray, we will see these three things. I'm just going to ask the band to, to come back up. We will see these three things. The first is hope. You know what? When you have a relationship with God, when you have an intimate relationship with Him, that you know Him, He knows you, you trust Him, that you begin to see things that are unseen like hope, like community, like this life-giving power, then you will have hope. You will have hope. There's no questions about it. And the second thing is you will actually be in community. You will see the community that God has for you. Especially for those of you watching at home, if you haven't been part of a community, I really encourage you to find a church, to be part of that community because there is glorious inheritance of Jesus followers coming together, learning together. Uh, and thirdly, there is life-giving power. Now remember what Paul says, that this power that God raised Christ with from the dead is actually with the church. It means that this power is actually with you right now. Now just pause for a minute and think about this. Jesus died on the cross and three days later, he was raised from the dead and conquered, conquering sin and death. And so, therefore, all those who believe him are now set free. We live a life that is free from sin and free to respond to God, to have a relationship with God. That power is in you right now. So, uh, I, my hope is that you'll be able to embrace this power, embrace God. And so uh, the band is going to, to play a couple of songs. And as you reflect, would you, would you ask God to enlighten the, the eyes of your heart? That's first, first thing. The second thing is ask God to paint a vivid picture of the resurrection of Jesus and that to give you faith that this power is in you. So as we um, close here, what are some things that um, we could actually do, you could actually do to learn to pray, to begin learning, and to ask for God to open your eyes to see him? And um, there is this uh, prayer here. Now, the first thing you could do really is to start with simple prayers, uh, really simple ones. Now, this is a prayer uh, by Richard of Chichester, and he lived approximately 850 years ago. So this is actually quite an ancient prayer. And uh, some of you might know this as the lyrics to a song. We're not going to sing it, 
this is a really, really simple prayer that you can start with. And it says this, God, may I see you more clearly. May I love you more dearly. And may I follow you more nearly day by day. Now, this is something so simple, not just you can memorize it, but if you're friends or if you have younger children, you can teach them this. And uh, it's very simple. So I actually just want to do this with you right now. And um, there's going to be some pauses in between. Uh, you don't have to be like taken aback by that. Just come into the presence of God and just use this prayer to open yourself up to him. Yeah? So we can try that. So let's just close our eyes and uh, I'll lead you in this prayer. God, may I see you more clearly. And may I love you more dearly. Lord, may I follow you more nearly day by day. Amen. So use this prayer. Uh, if you want, you can take a snap of this right now. <laughs> Now, the second thing you could do is really to, to learn to pray together, all right? Learn to pray by praying together. Encounter prayer night, I don't know if it's too small on the screen. Encounter prayer night is a time, we're doing it on Zoom, and it's, it'll be on Wednesday. It's in a couple of weeks, Wednesday, July 22nd at 8 p.m. And uh, if you want to uh, receive the Zoom link and all the emails about this, then you can actually go to this uh, page to sign up, and you will receive some information, okay? Uh, or you can just use the QR code, and you'll be able to get there as well. Um, you know what? I know that a lot of us, when we talk about, you know, group prayer and, and things like that, you're, you're worried. You're worried that, you know, you don't have the words. But like we said, prayer is not just about having a lot of words, finding the right words. Prayer is not about, like, bringing a list to God. Prayer really is getting into a relationship with God and trusting Him and allowing Him to change you and allowing His love to come near to you, right? So um, don't be afraid. Just, just come, uh, and this will be a, a time of guided prayer. So you won't have to, have to come up with things to pray for, and it's all guided. So um, before we go, I just want to bless you uh, that um, God will bless you uh, to open your eyes so that you can actually see the hope that he has called you to. And you can also see the riches of glorious inheritance in the community of God. And that you know that the power God raised Christ with from the dead now actually lives in you. So be blessed. And uh, I want to bless you. And we do this in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit.